Walt and the Reese have been X-Files fans from the beginning. Patrick is watching for the first time. Together, they perform improv comedy in New York City, and now they're doing a podcast. It's time for Two Files and a Newborn. Hello, we're back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Two Files and a Newborn. You're going to get closer. Bonjour. You're going to get closer. That? You're going to sound like you're 10 feet away. So, so, no, that sounds good, I think. No, come, come just a little okay. bit closer. Well, try, can, try, not to, try not to knock over the props backstage. Well, you're so far All right, start over, start over. Wait, no, 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 we're not starting over. No, 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 no. It's already started. All right, fine. Now we're good, we're good. <coughs> Look, now I'm, spe- now I'm peeking. Well, we don't want to hear I'm about that. I'm peeking. Okay, that's good. Okay. You're peeking? Great, we're doing a sound check while we're recording. We're recording an X-Files <coughs> podcast. Excuse uh, me. Walt is now regurgitating some of his uh, lovely ice coffee. I didn't regurgitate, I burped. All right, well, it's disgusting. It's gross. Oh, my gosh, it's like a mouth fart. Yeah. Yeah. Is this part of the episode now? Yeah, it is. So we're leaving this in. Yeah, I'm Larice. I'm here with Walt Frazier and Pat Reedy. We're being edgy. Pat Reedy. Hello. This is two files and a newborn, although we're going to not call it that in front of Patrick because he doesn't like that word. No. I just just think there's, there's something better out there. I want to believe. Can we just call ourselves? There is something out there. It's the truth. Hey, hey, can we just call the podcast three? No. <laughs> Isn't that your favorite X Files episode? It's not bad. Okay. It's just kind of annoying because it's stuck right there in the middle, but we haven't gotten to that yet. So, Pat. Oh, yeah. that's the next one. I We're, just don't. It's yeah. like it, it's, it breaks up the whole mythology. Like, I want to go right to the to mm-hmm. uh, one breath because that's what happens, right? Well, today we're doing a podcast about little green men host. And blood. Yeah. Season first, two. First three episodes of season two. So was our like randomly shuffling around in the beginning kind of our Voyager like voiceover segment that begins this season? Yeah. Oh, you mean the monologue? Right. I yeah, love that. I love and Mulder's. That's the first one, I right? love Mulder's monologues. I absolutely. That, that for us is us just going. Ah, are we ready? Ah, no, no. no <laughs> That becomes Here, an Walter ongoing thing. And the burp. <laughs> Mulder, Scully, even Mitch has one at some point, right? Does Skinner have a monologue at some point? I cannot confirm or deny. Probably not. Probably not. I do not believe so. They should have that. It's usually Mulder, and we have had some from Scully right. later on. And we do have some uh, voiceovers where she writes some letters, and you hear the letters in her head. Mm-hmm. Well, we have that. Like writing her field reports in season yes. one. Yes, yeah, we do get that. Yeah, that's that's that's. Well, true. We get the voiceover all the time, but the actual opening monologue thing this, that this becomes reflective, an ongoing yeah, thing. This very self-reflective yeah. commentary. Yeah, very it becomes more of a narrative tool. Yeah, and that's a that's like a signature David Duchovny thing too. Yeah, because oh, yeah. he's done it in some of his other movies. He likes to talk, and it's been it's very good when he does it's that. Been. Yeah. It's been. Watching X Files when the lights on, so, X Files season two almost was completely different than it was because there were all kinds of rumors that they were trying to get rid of Dana Scully. Jillian they're trying Anderson, to get a, no, they're trying to yeah, they're trying get to get recast. There were rumors <coughs> she because uh, she got pregnant. Chris Carter denies these. Yeah. She insists, or she says that these are true. Um, well, the Wikipedia claims it was Fox executives that, and Chris Carter 
fought vehemently to say, no, we want to stay with Dana Scully. We're going to work around it. And I don't we're going to stay with Jillian Anderson. But it made for one hell of a good damn storyline. So right. I just like to think. Stop right. from being on their TV show these days. Nope. Right. And I, it, like I said, it lent itself to some amazing storytelling in and mythology. And Carter loves to separate them anyway, so it works out for him. Yeah, I don't you know mean Mulder and Scully? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He likes to keep Mulder and Speaking Scully of separate that, but equal. Speaking of that, uh, the internet is very upset. The fandom community is upset about that happening in the revival. So they're, they're actually not married anymore. They weren't married in the first place. I thought they what? were married. No, they're not married. They were never married. They were just like common. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it was a little bit unclear in the last movie, but right. they were obviously t- had some type of relationship happening. Yeah. And there's trouble in paradise. Oh, boy. There's trouble in paradise. So Spoiler alert. They're not together So or whatever. Yeah. I, I had this wonderful idea that when January happens, I'll find out everything. Because we're going to see the actual I don't, series. I, all these, we're talking about eight months in advance. It's only it's a reason for magazines and online blogs re- to get people to read their crap. It's a re- oh, I've got information about the news. Let's just wait to January. I'm all about previews, teasers, and all that. Like, oh, we know where all the monsters are going to be. You're dealing with X-Files fans, and we're fucking crazy. It's not just X-Files fans. It's any fans. It's any show. We are just like, anything comes out, we just, people freak out. Like, the slightest little thing. But we particularly have a bad history with putting our faith in Mr. Carter and being let down. Uh, Perfect perfect example, the the second half of season eight and Mm -hmm. some of season nine and the finale and I Want to Believe, which I didn't have a problem with any of, but a lot of fans did. And I I can say it could have been handled better. Right. But that's just my, that's just my opinion on it. I still love the series. I still love the characters. I still love Chris Carter. I love all the actors, uh, David and Jillian. I think, you know, I still love it. It's just... There is a frustration there, and we don't yeah. want to be let down again. You were you were disappointed with the second movie. Well, see, my, my secret to not being frustrated is pretending the last movie did not exist. Well, there you can do that too. I mean, I I, I can neither confirm. Patrick doesn't know any about yeah, about this, crazy. but let's let's talk uh, about little. I feel bad for Pat having to sit through all this. Let's talk about little green men. <laughs> well, no, I think Pat. Now, do you gives are you, me a moment? Are you starting to about the finer things in life? Yeah. Now you already said that seasons. Two is. I did big. say off air that I already am enjoying season two a lot more than season one. I feel like they're not so much just writing episode by episode, and they have a better vision and scope of where yeah. they want the show to go. And this is just me having seen the beginning of mm-hmm. the season. Now it could go downhill. No. Not saying that they can't fuck it up, because of course they can. Well, I think the the whole ripping the rug out from underneath, closing the X Files, yes. gives a very clear and concise focus that certain people realize we need the X Files from a uh, policing standpoint. I do like I do like that. I do like how they kind of even 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 after the first season, we're like, all right, let's take a step back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's make the situation more dire. Let's put Mulder and Scully back to their normal day jobs. Yeah. And I really like what they're doing with uh, the the uh, Skinner, right? Yeah. Skinner, Skin Man. He's only in like two episodes. Yeah, they just brought season. him in. They mm-hmm. brought him in. And now he's like in every episode so yep. far right. this season. Right. And he's very much in that position of where he keeps stringing Mulder along because he's, you know, he's, in, on one hand, he's doing his job still and yeah. like being hard on him, but on the other hand, 
he knows that the X-Files should be there. Right. And I do like that dichotomy. I feel like this season does a lot better job of, like, putting them to work in the FBI agency. Right. Instead of just suddenly, like, they're out on the field and they're searching for this random wolf man or whatever <laughs> they're looking for, and there's not really a lot of setup. Like, the setup is a little more clear this season around. Right. And then you start to see the people lurking in the shadows a little more. Yeah. But we'll get to that when we get to that. He definitely adds in a a whole new dynamic because it's a little bit unclear (laughs) what side he's on. You see that he's a good guy. He's trying to do the right thing. And he's just trying to get his job. What are you doing? I'm trying to get Pat's attention to to get a little closer to the mic. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, get a little closer. Technical difficulties here. Uh, Yeah, so, but he is in a position of authority, but he has to obviously answer to someone. But um, Little Green Men, a Morgan and Wong episode a is a mythology. Wong, uh, according to one part I read that looks like Howard Gordon had something to do with it. So trivia again with this episode, at some point there's an episode coming up, I don't think it's season four, right? Tunguska? Tunguska? Or something like that. They send, Tunguska. The, that's Tunguska, that's, right? That's in uh, four season four. Five. Season yeah. four. So they send they more to, Russia. to Russia finally. Wait, why are, you, why are you spoiling it for Pat? Well, no, no, I'm spoiling it. But this is like every seven no, 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 fucking... No, 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 but the point being... You're going to send him to Russia. Okay, so a little green man. I want to talk about a random half... Well, no, no, no. Well, let me get to the point. talk like two <laughs> mythology <laughs> arcs later. What's interesting <laughs> about that, they wanted to do the well, season two loud. opener in Russia. They wanted to do season two opener in Russia. They should have gone to. They, they should have gone to Alaska and they, seen they Sarah Palin. They couldn't and wait to the happen. Russians. They wanted to go to Russia. They wanted to film in Russia. Far. They couldn't get there. They had too many technical issues getting just getting to Russia to film. Well, yeah. So they, last minute they threw this episode together. Morgan Wong and apparently Howard Gordon had something to do with it as well. Came together and threw this episode together in some ways and. Um, because they, they so had this to was switch gears together. in some ways. But at the same time, that whole thing with Skinner and CSM, where Skinner tells CSM to get the fuck out, basically, that so I think solidifies both of those characters for the next few years. It really solidifies the direction for the two of those characters. So instead of going to Russia, they go to, quote, unquote, Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto <laughs> <Rico>. <laughs> The woods of Vancouver. shots without establishing yeah. it beyond the fact that they say it. The word. Oh, and you have one Puerto Rican. Yeah. Jorge. 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 Yeah. Oh, poor Jorge. I love the blue beret thing. What even? The, oh, we go right from the get go. We meet Richard Matheson, the senator, which senator. Is, who's named after the famous science fiction writer who wrote so many Twilight Zone episodes and I Am Legend, Last Man, Mega Man. There's so many versions of that. Ooh. Mega Man. Oh, Mega Man is uh not Mega Man. <laughs> Omega Man. Which is the uh, Charlton Heston version of I Am Legend, I think. It's pretty much the same movie. Well, Mega Man's a fighting robot. Right, 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 right. Anyway. Which I, I love ma- manga? Manga? Manga! Right. <laughs> so, uh, I love me some Japanese fighting robots. But, uh, but that's another story. So, so, Senator Richard Matheson, is because we, we've heard about Fox's uh, support from the Hill, the reason he's able to do what he does, he's made some friends. And this is one Get of the Get some friends in high places, yeah. yeah. So we meet this character, and this is not the first time we meet him. No. So I like him a lot. The senator. Senator. Oh, Matheson. Yeah. Yes, he loves uh, Johann Sebastian Bach. Yes. That's right. Brandenburg concerto number two. Was number three. Just, number three. Was that just to cover up their conversation by blasting classical music? That was part of it. <laughs> yeah. It was a cool effect, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and they I played think. it in the beginning, didn't they, With the in the teaser with mm-hmm. the when the... The alien were sending messages through those fax machines mm-hmm. or in those old, very old tape recorders yeah. that looked like they were set up there from maybe 
a long time ago, like maybe early 70s or 60s. See, there's the reel-to-reel. Because if, if you look at the equipment, it looks very old. Yeah, it's been even a while. For, even for that time. It's yeah. old. Well, you know, I think what's kind of cool right, I about this episode, um, this kind of, let's crank up the music so we can talk, oh, you know, without the bugs picking us up. They, with the aliens and the alien conspiracy, they're in a way able to kind of do Cold War kind of uh, drama, mm. thriller type stuff. We don't have the Russians to be the bad guys, but we have the aliens and our own shadow government. Is that what we're supposed to believe then? The aliens are just Russians the whole time? No, no, no. But I'm saying it allows us from a dramatic writing standpoint. <laughs> that would explain a lot. I, I to have, have to say, those that would explain stories. Vladimir Putin. We're yeah, calling yeah, yeah. now. We're starting this theory right here in the podcast. That's right. They also Putin's put an they all and they put Dobby Dobby in the Harry Potter movies to look like Putin on purpose that's to right. remind us. Dobby does not like looking oh. like that. But I think that's why this, the, the episode, is, the, the, well, the series is so successful. A lot of people are saying, well, the, the, the Iron Curtain is down. Russia is now Russia, not USSR anymore. The Cold War is over. It really wasn't. So we think. It really wasn't. It, it's, it's back on in many ways. It's questionable. But, uh, it's just changed. But this series really tapped into all those Cold War themes without saying it's the Russians, it was the aliens, it's our own people, but it's all that conspiracy. So it's very, to me, very 1970s uh, conspiracy theory. It's all inspired by the whole Nixon thing and all that stuff. So uh, very intriguing to me. Well, wow. well mm-hmm. yeah, we have, we've killed off our deep throat. Right. So that connection can be made as well. Yeah. Yes, and did we meet our new deep throat in this episode? Not or is yet. that okay. I don't think we meet X to the next one. No. Okay. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But, next, uh, next one. But I, I just love, I, I think I already said it, but the Blue Beret UFO <laughs> retrieval team. We have the Green Berets, the Red Berets. The Blue Berets are the alien team. I think it's hilarious. My question is, when, Skull, when Mulder goes disappearing to look for this in Puerto Rico, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, Scully she goes. Under that trip pretty quick. <laughs> she does, but she also goes to his house and plays this recording. He loves George Hale. That's like Mulder. You bothered me to have lunch with you, and you don't show. Yeah, You're a dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was a phone sex operator. Yeah, he he dates phone sex operators. I don't think that. No, he doesn't date anyone. It was just a phone sex oh, really? operator. He does uh, allude in another episode that we're going to cover. Maybe not in this episode, but maybe in the next episode, <coughs> where he mentions that, like, oh. Uh, he only picks up the um, what are the, the little team there? His little team buddies. Oh, Lone Goldman. Lone Goldman. Lone Lone Goldman. Like you didn't you didn't read our uh, our newest magazine? And he goes, No, I was too busy flipping through like celebrity skin. Oh gosh. Implying that like. Oh. Well, I was gonna say, and, and the does. idea of two I mean, things. Mulder's gotta be jerking off constantly. Mulder's yeah, that's been implied. That, that's implied later too. Mulder's famous for two he's things. A he just has he nothing likes, else. He, he watches a lot of porn, and he eats sunflower seeds. And I think that big pile of opened sunflower seed shells while he's listening to the tape to tape. The yeah, real, real. he does like. Is that the first those. time we see him with the sunflower seeds? Because no. that's kind of like an ongoing thing. I think we saw them earlier. Throughout. I'm not Ooh. sure. Do we see them? Because all of a sudden there's this huge pile of sunflower seeds. And they told Scully she sounds spooky. Yeah. That's Mrs. Spooky. You sound spooky. Mrs. Like, spooky. Oh, when Scully is going through like Mulder's stuff trying to hunt him down, mm-hmm. we get a beautiful shot of a of a computer mouse with three buttons. <laughs> I forgot about the three Oh buttons. yeah, the three buttons. What were the three buttons? What, what the, the hell do you do? I think that was like for gaming. What? That's making so much fucking I'm sorry. noise. I'm, what the I'm, hell? I think back in the day they're like, oh, people are gonna need the third button, and then they never did. Yeah. Well, we also, mine has a wheel on it. We also see that uh, there's not a very strong password on. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, a little trivia. That one. is on the list of top passwords not to use yes. because so many people have used that password. Yeah, it's not that. very strong. You need a you need a um, like a unique character in it these days. Yeah, but like people. An asterisk or yep. a number sign. Yep. But um, Get yeah. With the program molder. Well, this was before that. This was before it got so complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of before. We have a wonderful flashback scene in this episode. Mm. Yes. Two of the most annoying child actors. I know it's supposed to be a very important scene to mythology, watching Mulder's sister get abducted. But young Mulder is such a tool. Okay. Have you seen the picture? Okay, I would like to show you. I will show you. Have you seen the picture of me wearing David's... Okay, picture. We, we have showed it, but t-shirt. just to remind you, because oh, like, someone to, asked me okay. to actually send oh, no, this. We did look at this. On yeah. Someone actually. It actually looks very much like this him dude. As a kid. How close can you possibly get to looking like a young David Duchovny? Yeah. This kid looks exactly like him. Still, it's still an annoying scene to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And and then we, and then well, yeah. The special see. effects leave much to be desired, yes. considering. I think it's well shot, though. The close up on the actual lock. You, not only the knob moving, but you can see the lock coming out, and they, well, the, and they replay the, pieces, the exact the same piece, thing in Puerto Rico. Yeah, and the pieces on the board you always see shaking. I think right. they go back to that several times inside Mulder's head when he flashes back. You always see that little... Uh, it's it's brief later on. That was the first longer flashback I think we get. Um, extended. I want to mm-hmm. say the extended flashback. But they definitely use that footage in multiple episodes coming up. Right. Because that's ultimately... Unless they updated it, but I don't think they did. I think we see that kid a lot. I, I think it's—is it the same kid or? Uh, yeah. Because he does. I think it just does. I remember the. I feel like I've seen the same scene, but with older actors. But probably the same actors, like a year or two later. Maybe. Replaying the scene. Maybe. <coughs> Mulder and Scully are meeting in secret. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cute. The way you know they they meet at the Watergate. They have to. They're not allowed to speak. Not allowed to speak. Ooh, Did you ooh, upping the sexual game tension. The kids were playing. That was Stratego. Yeah. Yeah. I was asking Pat. Oh. oh okay. Pat, do you know the game? That was Stratego. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, ruined that moment. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know who you were asking. No, the kid, the kid, the kids in the flashback. Yeah, they're yeah. playing Stratego. See, they're playing Stratego, but I was too busy noticing, uh, like, all the Cold War stuff on the television. Right. They were talking about Nixon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little more important. But still, those fucking kids are so annoying. So I guess that was 20 years before. That was 73. No wonder Mulder's right. filled with such regret. Right. For his sister because he was a little dick to her. Yeah. Before she's abducted. Of course he was. Being a Ooh. jerky tool, a little brother. Stupid little kid. And speaking of the episode itself, uh, it's called Little Green Men. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing <laughs> little or green about these men. They're more like tall, lanky... Slenderman. Yeah, Slenderman. It's the Slenderman. It's like stick figures with a big head. Yeah. yeah, and we don't really. I mean, we we just see kind of like a shadowy white right. yeah. wash. You see it there, it. and then, uh, when then when Mulder runs into one later on after Jorge gets like uh, I don't know weirdly frozen. Yeah, para- no petrified. He was scared to death. Sure, he runs out to the, into the <laughs> storm, and There's the storm like... scares him to death, and then Mulder just gets knocked out, and the next thing he's is waking up oh. by Scully. Little yeah. little bit. Uh, I don't know. He's, par- like he's petrified. There. He's like mm-hmm. petrified. That's what they call him. What the fuck him. was that alien doing? Why did he leave uh, Mulder alone? They always leave Mulder alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't they have, have what they want. They have a secret agenda for him. They don't. They, yeah. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't. Have he doesn't have what they want. You. you must Yet. Do nine more seasons mm-hmm. of this show. Yes, we need seven <laughs> more seasons before. Anyways, um, 
Yeah, so it, it does. He opens the door. He sees something that looks like an alien fade to white. His gun doesn't work. He does some badass driving in this SUV. That was very romantic. With, tr- with Scully, yeah. they outrun this whole army truck. Yeah. They go, fly, they go flying down there on this big truck thing. And, um, the Blue Berets kind of give up pretty easily, don't they? They do. They're just like, eh, like, they got uh, away. You know, he's at least five feet away from us. <laughs> I think that's way too much work. It's like, it's like bad cops going to get donuts moment. Yeah. I don't know. But And next thing you know, they're getting chewed out by Skinner. Yeah. And CSM finally speaks. That's right. Tells Mulder his time is over. Your time is over, Mr. Mulder. And Skinner tells Skinner, get the fuck out. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Clearly he's the bad guy. Now, my only problem with this moment, that whole line from CSM, now maybe it's CSM saying something to posture himself, but it's totally contradictory from the next time we see CSM where we say, we need Mulder to be Mulder because he's a distraction or we can't kill him because he'll be a martyr, you know, blah, 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 blah. And in this Knowing moment, what we know about him later con- on. Like, they're developing his character as they go. I don't think they really knew clearly at this point what they wanted to do with him. What the, who they yeah. were. And maybe the reaction to this scene is what kind of propels Skinner and CSM to show up more and more and more. They, they really like that interaction, that dynamic to... Uh, what do you call it, the power figures driving Mulder's directions a little bit from behind the scenes. Well, yeah. I mean, without getting into the next episode, there there is a reason. They have some type of agenda, right. which is still unclear. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Nah. Oh, oh, the phone, the hand grab at the end. Uh, there's like a Mulder oh. hand grab that was a little shippy. Mm-hmm. It was sweet. That was nice. It was it's sweet. Yeah, it was cute. This is apparently the only season premiere of The X-Files not to be written by Chris Carter. Oh, yeah. really? That's what this trivia says. And again, it was supposed to be, but they changed it up last minute. Morgan and Wong. Couldn't do what he wanted to do. Although, so, they did say Chris Carter felt it was time to unveil an alien, so that was very important to him. So we've, we've done another mythology, and we move yeah. on to a non-mythology. The host. Although it's, it plays one of them, into the mythology. And like you were saying, Pat, that these episodes are more connected because yeah. the whole importance of solving this to the getting the X-Files back on track. Mm-hmm. And this is where... I assume we're moving on to the host now. Yeah. yeah. Number two. Mm-hmm. The host, this is where we, we get the first phone call. Yes. From Agent X. Yeah. X. You've got a friend at the FBI. Yeah, we don't see him, but we hear his voice, and we start to wonder what's going on mm-hmm. here. He, this episode—it's it, definitely give you the heebie-jeebie episode. Oh it's yeah, because it's set in Jersey. Uh, that—that's that could <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Newark. contribute to the heebie-jeebie-ness. The yeah. Newark, New Jersey. What did you say? Of course, this, the truth is out. The truth is covered in Newark. Yeah, the truth. Yeah, the truth, truth is out, out there, there, but it's like covered, covered in, in Newark. Newark. Yeah. You can tell the budget's a little more done. They got the better special effects when Skelly's mm-hmm. doing the autopsy on this guy. You mm-hmm. see the full-fledged body shot. Of I think that's the first time. Maybe the only time I ever see that. Body is. Yeah, and the little and wormy really thing. And then yeah. the little blue penis comes crawling out of it. That's right. <laughs> that was, yeah. Which we come to find out is, like, I guess the main monster of this episode. That's, that's the right. smaller version of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the small. What that? Well, that's, that's the normal size fluke. But the not reason, the huge the reason fluke. this 
monster works for me, I think, and it works for the whole series, as opposed to like the random monsters that were in the last episode, is that they still make a connection to that this monster is a result of a fucked up government thing. Something right, we did. Right, right, Something right, right. we like, did. All it takes is that little thing to like connect it, make yeah. it fit better for me. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. sewage, it's Russian like, sewage and radioactivity. Yeah, they said <laughs> it came out of Chernobyl. Yeah, I think it originated. Well, they talk about that later on yeah. in the episode. Yeah, they they say apparently that they came in from there. And yeah, it's a cool moment where it says we made this. Right, Scully says that we made this. We did this. Yeah, we did this. Yeah. We yeah, did this. This was the episode in my notes where I kind of talked about it mostly in the last episode. But mm-hmm. This is where we start to see that uh, Walter Skinner like his what his deal is, what's going on on one side of the coin and the other side of the coin, and. That's where I started writing all these notes down. Well, what'd you think? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like all the all the all the, all the excitement I got about Walter Skinner in the last episode, I wrote down in my notes. Oh, for this you got all excited. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And we were just a little distracted Skin by man. some creepy Somebody. green men at the door. Some little us. green men knocking yeah, on the door. Yeah, I don't door. think I don't think that was a knock for us. It might have been people moving desks upstairs. Pizza man. We're at the Broadway Comedy Club in New York City, and we usually get distractions about this time in the middle of our podcast. But we locked the door this time, so hopefully no idiots can come <laughs> in. Uh, uh this character. Aside from the three idiots that are already in the room. Yeah. Well, we, that's we have a three idiots in the room. That's right. Look at how much that burp spiked up. It spiked up the shit out of the spell. It's going to make so, all uh, disgusting. Right, here's a little trivia for you. There was a, uh, a actress in this episode, Gabrielle, Gabrielle Rose, as the doctor um, that was investigating in, in Newark, I Dr. think. Dr. Zenzola. She was the wife Zenzola. of the... Uh, Air, air pilot in the in the Seth Green episode from season one oh, in Deep Throat. Yeah, um, yeah, really tapping out that Vancouver talent pool right there. That's right. That's right. We're gonna Broader use back. all. Yeah, as soon as I saw her, day I know this phrase. I know you this do person. see a lot of uh, repeat day players mm. on this series. This is like a Broadway type from. They're Canada. using locals, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's nice to get a variety. A ben lot of Haas, right? actors that we see along the way are like the first stages of their career. So. Just like Seth Green and many more to come. Well, that's why I wanted to have like a uh, trivia, like you know, and then my easy trivia question for this episode. Who played our episode? Give, no, no, just give me. Who played the flute? Four major. Who played the f- flute? Well, that's an easy one, but no, but that, well, that maybe not. Pat might not know. No, but that, uh, well, I'm not saying more of a generic trivia. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, go down. Calling the monster the fluke. He's a fluke. He's the fluke, fluke man. man. Fluke worm. He's kind of like the Newark version of you know the toxic Avenger. creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh yeah. Meets the toxic Avenger. He's. Pretty but, you know, cre- he's name pretty four cool looking. Major actors he's that have pretty appeared cool in the next As a trivia question, and you know, while major. you listen to this, if four, don't, don't, we don't have to answer it now. At, at the end of the end, end of this episode, we'll answer it. And uh, we'll what's see. your question? What is the question? Uh, name four major actors that have appeared in X Files episodes over the years that are now major movie and TV actors. Okay, so we'll get back to that. There's later. many. I don't know. Yeah, I've only seen one episode. What's <laughs> in three episodes? All right. Episodes. So uh, getting back. Uh, yeah, Darren Morgan is the fluke man. He, this is the first time we see Darren Morgan. This is uh, Glenn Morgan's brother, right? Yeah. And but Darren Morgan becomes a writer and a regular yes. a writer with a superior script. Actor. Yeah, he has a superior script. But he's <laughs> David's favorite writer. And, I don't. Uh, we don't know about himself. this official, but and, uh, other than himself, <coughs> stop. Like, Sorry. Okay. That's good. The company I, hope, I hope he puts that on his 
extensive writing professional resume, and then he shows the footage of him just like swimming around. The <laughs> That's right. That's With right. that weird mouth. And that weird, it's awesome. sexy mouth. So the idea that I, I start laughing when, when he goes into the outhouse. <laughs> I'm just oh, done. That's the best. <laughs> and like, ew. What a way to go. And of course, Mulder's pissed because he's like, damn, you sent me to investigate shit, basically. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yep. Skinner sent him to investigate shit. They're like, the local cops are like, come on down, we don't want this case. We don't want to go down the that sewer. That was kind of cool, too, though. Just, just because He's mad. Like, Mulder, Mulder had such a resistance to the case, and Skinner didn't really want to tell him exactly why, because it wasn't really part of his job. His reason for sending him there, like, he can disguise it to make it look like his job, but, like, he also believed that it w- should have been an X-File. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yep. exactly in what the bureau, and, and yeah, and as as the series unfolds, we discover that it is indeed an X file, and it's a pretty Da-da-da. it's a pretty creepy one. Da-da-da. Shitty work, but somebody has to do it. Yeah, did we ever see this monster again? This flu command? No, we see this character actor as other monsters, but uh, but yes. so I, I so did one make of my a favorite comment on this one, you know. One of the common jokes with David is always having to uh, run through the rainy <laughs> forks of no, Vancouver. No, he's, he's running and, through the uh, forest in the middle so of the, the night. So the good news is, David, you don't in this episode you don't have to run through rainy forests of Vancouver at night. But you you're going to crawl be, through the sewer. I think Newark is like the worst punishment for anybody who's on your shit list. So uh, it kind of makes sense. Aww. There you go, all our yeah. Newark listeners. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, all none of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, the the giant blood sucking worm doesn't have any sex organs. Asexual, yes. yeah. Yes, it's a uh, pants on. We don't know. That's all I need. Yeah. Big mouth. And there's one point he, he's said. looking at the tabloids, right? For uh, oh no, it's a tabloid newspaper that gets slid under his door. So it's just like Men in Black. Like the tabloids have all the real news <laughs> that you really need to know to survive. That's the important thing. He's yeah. got he's got this the tabloid that he can look in the paper for and see mm-hmm. what what's creepy. Anita Budahas was Gabrielle Rosen's other character. Mm. Going back over my tweets for all the trivia that I tweeted. You uh, tweeted trivia. Trivia tweets, trivia tweets. Oh, so in the when they first find the host in Newark, and we have the two guys down in the sewer, and the one guy is dragged under, he pulls him back out. The guy who later dies in the shower, he pulls him out of the water, but yeah. then he runs to go get help. So I'm going to go get help, but he leaves his friend there. Like, what if the predator or whatever that's attacking is still there can easily, like, okay, I'm just going to pull you back in now. If it's an alligator or... And even this creature potentially could it's reach pretty, up. It's pretty scary. And grab This him. is some good he, horror. He just leaves his friend there. I'm going to go get help. I'm like, well, what did you, you do? drag your friend, like, a little bit farther away from the water? You know, it's a little, like... I don't know. He got lucky that he didn't get dragged back in, but that that uh, I thought that was poor decision making on the friend's part. You don't know any better. What are you gonna say? Come on, how you never know how you're gonna act when a fluke worm comes up to get you. Yeah, yeah. You, can, apparently you can't Mulder, say that's never happened to you. So you can't say. Yeah. That's how you're gonna react. My favorite line in this: Mulder talking about bending over and grabbing his ankles. Yes, yeah. that was an excellent line yeah. and very well skillfully delivered yeah. by David. TV Tony. version of saying everybody's trying to fuck me. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was well played. Mm. So, oh, we, we didn't do a rating. Our I know. I just system. realized that I was going to give it a rating, and yeah. then I realized we didn't. So we, we go back we real quick. Oh. Uh, little green men rating system. Ah, uh, little green men. I'm giving. X's. I'm going to give that a nine. <laughs> little green men a nine. Yeah. I'll give little green men an eight. No, a seven. 
Ooh. I'm going to give it an eight. I thought, I, I agree. I think there were some missed opportunities on some action, but it was still intense. I'm going to give that one an eight. And then uh, the host, I'm going to give a seven. Because that thing the creeps, creeps the hell out of me. And that was host. one of the first ones I saw that also made me say, hey, this mm-hmm. is weird. <laughs> I can't. Literally, I can't. I'll give the host an eight. It's definitely one of the most iconic. Starting to grab me a little more. You know, I'm going to give the host a seven because I think it would have had an eight. If the guy had come out and grabbed it. Well, no, that would have been great. Uh, It's like, that's what you get for leaving your friend behind. You'll get an eight. But it's people from Newark. What do you expect? Stop bashing Jersey. So it's not Jersey, it's Newark. It's It's Jersey. Yeah, even Zuckerberg realizes they need $100 million. Leave him alone. Leave Newark alone. The the horrible moment at the end to show us that there's still a fluke worm in in the water of Newark. It's like a really bad horror filming, horror film coda ending where he just kind of jumps out of the water like, oh, I'm still here. And there, there was something really bad about that for me. It was kind of comical, but it, it didn't work for me. So I, that brings it down to a seven for me. Oh, boy. So, so we're moving on. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't say, oh, that actually was written. Wait, is that right? This says it was written by Chris Carter, the, the host. Oh, my God. Chris Carter? Daniel Sackheim is the director there. Daniel Sackheim. Interesting. And we're into the fall of 1994, September. These things are being episode now. Mm, where was I, fall of 94? You were, you, this was your Probably ninth birthday now. Probably kicking around grade school. Playing John, dodgeball. John comic books, playing dodgeball. This is probably where I first heard of X-Files because I was very into the comic strips mm-hmm. back in the day. Calvin and Hobbes and Foxtrot. Mm-hmm. Foxtrot definitely made a lot of X-Files references. Mm-hmm. Though I did not watch the show or did not understand what was happening. The Simpsons. and Something I read, I didn't realize, South Park originally almost ended up being a X-Files type show. Like a comical animated X-Files that first episode where he like Cartman has the anal probe and the, all the crap coming out of him like a cow and it, it, it's and the whole antennas and all that. Uh, at one point, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, they were thinking of how do we turn a little short into a series and that was one of the ideas that they had was basically doing an X-Files style uh, alien driven like and basically with a bunch of foul mouth kids yeah. and not just aliens have been all like the X-Files the, the big the big uh, what uh, Bigfoot the werewolf the vampire basically it's a little town in Colorado that all this crap actually happens to because all that and, shit always uh, happens in the middle of right, right. Yeah. and they worked that all in they had a lot of those episodes and yeah. uh, but I, li- I, I like the way kind of where funny. is this episode 3 blood where does blood. this take place because this is some weird ass town where they literally say that nobody has been murdered here since the colonial days, and now they're Franklin, Pennsylvania. Oh, jeez. It is a pretty drive. Geo's has a good barbecue at that gas station. That's true. I'm Anyways, say right away to this episode gets a solid eight from me. Yeah. I really liked this episode this until the end. Oh no. This is another but, like one of those digital haunting technology yeah. things. Uh, I think it's, got, it's got like a sick sense of humor, which I really enjoy. Yeah. All the all the machines talking <laughs> to the people, and then you realize it's subliminal messaging. So yeah. is it the bye? The <laughs> said goodbye. It didn't say goodbye at Hilarious. the end. No, 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 I just like the way. The, like the final showdown with the way like Mulder takes out the sniper just right. kind of felt a little anticlimactic to me by the way that right. mm. leading up that these machines are like telling people what to do. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, apparently Mulder is immune to this subliminal. That's exactly what I thought. That's a little like 
He has. Oh, he's, he sees it. He's aware that the machines are talking to him, so he doesn't listen to them. Yeah, he sees it and goes, "Wait a minute, yeah. that's a blip." <laughs> you don't usually. Well, I, do that. I think there's. How's the about, only one that has a voice of reason? Well, no, no there's something about subliminal uh, advertising that some people of higher intellect can actually see the messages. They, where other people are just getting the subliminal message. Of other people can actually like, see the message. They're, they're, um, they're like, um, it's like the machines, well, what the spray is ended up doing is that the machines are like basically feeding people what they already know. Yeah. Like that one lady in the garage is just like, he's going to kill you. You're dangerous. So then instead of her being the victim, and even one of the agents says this when they're investigating, right. so her being the victim, she kicks his ass and that's why it's such an unusual murder experience. We know in the 60s, they experimented with subliminal advertising. They actually would have these kind of messages. They still do. And they say they do, but <laughs> they, there's, yeah, it's there's pretty laws blatant against now it now. Because people are aware of it. They see it. Ha- well, a lot of the well, product places. Like, that's what marketing and advertising is. They realize mm-hmm. what colors are pleasurable to yeah. the human eye. Well, no, they would literally put messages hidden in the advertising to get people to buy stuff and whatnot. And, but people would see them. Like, like there's some people live. that could perceive right, the actual words. I know, that's sad. Uh, yeah. Which is also the inspiration for the South Park fight episode between Jimmy and Timmy. Mm-hmm. Right? Shot for shot, the fight scene. There's a big fight scene and they live between Roddy Roddy Piper and the other guy. Yeah. Which I should know his name. I'm horrible. Um, Do your research, not Walter. Not Bing Rames, but I'm just really being bad right now. Um, anyhow, um, yeah, that, so it's one of those things. <laughs> Mulder but, uh, has a funny line, pardon my rubber. Yes. <laughs> he has, has the latex grub, pardon my rubber. Pretty Classic. Funny. Yeah, I think maybe the ending was let down for me because we're following around that creepy Edward dude mm-hmm. ever since he gets fired in the first scene. Right. Yes. Following around, seeing him, I really kind of like was expecting him to ramp up to something bigger, but you know it was just more like, oh, we took him down. Now the case is, is closed. We figured it out. And when we got them to stop, well, there was like a he, there was a, I mean, it was about to be a mass shooting, yes. which is yeah, was, yeah, that's pretty Speaking scary. Of the times. Speaking of the times and. The well, idea the, that it happened on a college campus that which was is, so has since then happened. What do you call it? The, the college, the Virginia College. Or, Virginia exactly, Tech. yeah, Virginia Tech. Well, the guy in the tower. And, the and guy it, in the and tower. That's not, mm-hmm. And then it's happened before, before this episode. But it was just really, yeah, that, that was hard to watch at times. I was thinking about that. Too, I was thinking about the Virginia yeah, Tech. Yeah, what's old is new again, I guess. But uh, it's, uh, it's, it's what's old is new. What's old is common. Mm-hmm. What's, what's old is happening every couple months. So... Um, but yeah, he has that uh, thing where he can ca- talk people down from yeah. things, which doesn't happen only He's in the X Files. No, it I happens thought, in Aquarius too. I thought one of the funniest moments of the entire voice. series yet. Mulder's monologuing over mm. what he thinks he's going to do, and all of a sudden, we the monologue apparently is is him and his report. But at some point, we see Dana Scully reading his report and then she just kind of interjects I was wondering when you were going to get to that yes you know is it aliens I said oh <laughs> I just was I, I was, was wondering hilarious. when you were going to get to that funniest moment maybe one of the funniest intentional funny moments yet and uh, there's a lot of that in this episode the rubber like they're starting to interject yeah. some humor on purpose or in the yeah, past the, it seemed it wasn't meant to be yeah, I enjoyed the to... sixth sense of humor mm-hmm. in this with, yeah. with all the machines mm-hmm. and the subliminal messaging Mm-hmm. And the body. What about is like phone all done. Right field. Both. Yeah. He's like, oh, he, he played right field. He's like, I played right field. What's wrong with right field? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think it's funny. at the end, the very end, when he calls Scully, and then he's getting messages on his like his phone, his cell phone, 
And she's like, Mulder? Yeah. Mulder, where are you? Mulder, tell me where you are. He doesn't even answer her. Mm-hmm. He's just like looking at his phone. She's probably wondering what the fuck. Yeah. Like, what? what did he ever call her back and tell her what, what happened? Right, right, right. He oh. just it goes fades to black. What about right from the beginning? Mulder! I'm going backwards now because I'm I think I'm reading my tweets backwards. But uh, oh god, no! no the very first Maybe moment, Edward gets a paper cut. He, he cuts himself, right? He's afraid of blood. He gets Edward himself. Edward gets a little boo boo. Boss man comes in and says, "Oh, what is that? A paper cut? Oh, that's right. Hey, let me know. By the way, you're fired." This is yeah. You can't here's, like here's a hundred bucks. We all pitched exactly. Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go buy yourself a sandwich or something like that. I do want. I do want to make a little shout out to my generation because I was listening to that sheriff and I was like, his voice sounds very familiar. I looked him up. He's uh, John Sagan, who is the voice of Solidus Snake from Metal Gear Solid Two, an <laughs> amazing video game that I grew up with. Uh. He's also the voice of Dash Rendar in the Shadows of the Empire video games. There's a lot of video game mm-hmm. voices. Good for him. So if you look at that sheriff and you listen to his voice and you say, "Hey, he sounds familiar," he's probably done. Well, he's in a lot of Pixar voices too, but uh. you know, like big roles, like he's had small parts in Wally and. That's cool. Yeah. That's the way to go, man. More work going like to the Canadians. I'm not bitter. That's great because they can sit oh, in their home in their voiceover recording studio, kind of like we are, and they mm-hmm. can do their work for the day in their pajamas. Damn. Did you notice who they it's were nice flashing? And, it's a nice gig. Yeah, Edward was in the uh, mall or wherever he was, and uh, trying to get a job, and he ends up getting the gun. But on the TVs, they were flashing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I noticed that. that. Yeah, I saw that. You notice who they flashed a few times? No. Charles Manson. Oh, is that why you said Charles Manson? Yeah. Oh. Like three or four times, Charles Manson and uh, the Post's uh, murderers, <laughs> Charles Manson. So it's like it's like a like a uh. foreshadowing, cross-series foreshadowing mm. for Yeah, because they knew Hodiac. back then that uh, the the would be Aquarius. Which is the, the inspiration of Aquarius, David Duchovny's current show, for those who haven't caught that yet. Which it's is badass. This Saturday is the season finale of it's season good. one. Already picked up for season it's two. So what do you guys give this rating here? How many files are we going to give this? I already gave it an 8. I'm giving it an 8. I like this one. I'm going to give it a 7. It's not my favorite. The the mass shooting thing kind of, you know, it's good, but it's also like, like he said, it was kind of a little bit anticlimactic. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. So to wrap up this podcast, um, the the next three episodes... We're going pretty heavily into the mythology. Is that the uh, end of this? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, this is crucial. Yes, we are. So we're uh, we're 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 good. Yeah. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Oh, you know, there's another thing that I think it was uh, Scully that threw it out there. At some point, she was uh, talking about all the things that could be behind the conspiracy. Is it the government? Is it the corporations? Or is it reticulans? And uh, Apparently, Reticulans is a uh, common. That's an alien. Uh, sci-fi slash. That's uh, got a big head. Yeah, the the, the Greys, the Zetas. The Greys reticul- are the Reticulans. Reticul- no, no, no. Zetas, Greys, Reticulans. AK- oh no, I guess they're all the same name. Another name for the Greys are the Zetas and the. Those Greys look kind of human. You have so, there. Uh, but it, just a bigger head. Yeah. Because so, aliens are obviously have bigger brains than us. Right, right, right. And smaller bodies. So that's just one of the names given to, you know, and I think it was thrown out there when I had to go look it up because I'd never heard that term before, but it, uh, I thought it was kind of an interesting way to, and I love it, you know, like, it's basically the sci-fi geeks that are writing the show are inserting Little trivia Easter eggs. in things. Yeah, exactly. It is kind of an Easter egg. Hmm. Wow. 
Well, reticulin. Like, that's something I had to go. I said, what the hell is a reticulin? And, uh, <clears throat> like, the more you know. That's right. Cool. So, awesome. Hey, but you know, oh, so we had our little trivia question. So, and maybe the reason, Pat, you can answer this together. Four major stars that have appeared in this. And there's, there's probably in a lot more In early stages of the career or were already established? I don't, either way, four major stars that are really big in the TV and film industry now. That well, were, okay, Shia LaBeouf. Um, although he's kind of taken a downward spiral turn with his career. Shia LaBeouf, yeah. Obviously, well, I mean, Seth Green isn't huge. We got Seth Green last episode. Um, You had uh, Giovanni... Jim Rubizzi and in the same episode. And Jack Black. In the same episode. But you also have um, Terry O'Quinn, who appeared three times as three different characters on the series. right. Who's like the biggest star right now that was on the episode at some point? On this episode or? No, no, in this series at some point. That was in this. There's a lot. I mean, Ryan Reynolds. Well, Ryan Reynolds is good, but you also had Paul and Jane Lynch in the same Aaron episode. Paul, Jane Lynch, I mean, you yeah. Huge, huge your, star. Your, your definition of who's the big star is <laughs> right. doesn't mean anything to me. And I you, haven't seen the rest of the show. And we have yeah. the Brian, guess, Brian Cranston. There's a lot more than four. I was looking for four. Seth I mean, there's Green. so many. To me, I was thinking Seth Green, Giovanni Bizzi, Jack Black, and Ryan Reynolds. But yeah, there's a lot of others. Yeah, and Ryan and yeah. Ryan Reynolds in for all of two seconds. Yeah. That's all right. He appeared. And then disappeared. <laughs> and disappeared quickly. But I, but I think it's really cool that this... And a lot of these people, they were not huge when they appeared. Uh, Giovanni Ribisi had done a few things. Uh, they all, and Seth Green has obviously done a few things by the time he did this. They seem to really like Terry O'Quinn. None of these people were like brought onto the show to say, Jason. let's boost our ratings by putting a star in there. Like putting Martin Short in Law and Order kind of thing. Well, they were just doing day player type roles. And yeah. they were just starting to establish their right. career. Right. And... So what we what you do in the beginning yeah, yeah. before you start getting more of the leading parts. Right. And I guess my point last episode. Kind of like you, what you do, Walter. Right, exactly. I do a lot of that work now. Yeah. Uh, not well, yeah, a lot is relative. Mm, but, yeah, that's uh, true. But again, you know, I tell you, I, I've done one to three things a year for the last couple of years. And if you look at a lot of these people, you could kind of look at their IMDb resumes looking kind of similar. They were doing this, and then a year later they did Simpsons, and a year later they did Seinfeld, you know, they... And then eventually they picked up and started doing starring roles and series regular roles. But uh, but I have to say, last episode, last season of ours, first season, we talked a lot about uh, all the producers, directors, and writers that came out of the series. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you can say they were discovered by this series, but so many actors and amazing TV and film talent passed through the X-Files roster that now Absolutely. are major, major, major players in the business. And uh, so, you know, it's it's a very important series beyond our love of Duchovny and X-Files. Bum, bum. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, that's enough trivia for one episode. I'm Walter at Walt Frazier on Twitter and other things. I'm Larice at Larice F. I'm Patrick at the Pat Reedy. You can also follow our funny and very fun if you're a big David Duchovny fans. Uh, if you're if you're a big Dave Duchovny fan, mm-hmm. you can follow us at Duchovnyacks. Duchovnyacks.com. We have a lot of articles based on our recent Chicago venture and other mm. things. And you catch David Duchovny in concert and read his novel. Holy cow. Holy and, uh, cow. Hell or High Holy Water cow. available on iTunes and Amazon for download. Yeah, and, good uh, stuff. Check it out. You know, it's, it's, it's a big year for David Duchovny. There's, there's a lot of going on. It's the dawning of the age of Duchovny. Yeah. Not Apple Aquarius, X Files new season coming up. There's just a lot going on. So way to go, David, and everybody else. And that's enough of that. Yeah, I, there's I'm something in, called Walt. I'm indifferent still. Yeah, but, I, yeah. I, I have issues. Good, good job. Well, Walt, Walt's got 
while Tuvney is real. Until next time. All right, all right. Peace out, everybody.